When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Your Therapy Tools. Today's episode is called Cadillac. So buckle up, it's gonna be a rough ride. Welcome back to Your Therapy Tools. It is a beautiful sunny day in California. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. And I want to start this episode titled Cadillac with one of the coolest quotes or motivational quotes, I should say, that I have ever heard. And this was given to me by a truly amazing soldier in our United States Army. So the quote goes like this, and I'm not sure who wrote it. There's no author listed, but it says... The highest courage is to dare to be yourself in the face of adversity, choosing right over wrong, ethics over convenience, and truth over popularity. These are the choices that measure your life. Travel the path of integrity without looking back, for there is never a wrong time to do the right thing. Just let that sink in for a minute while we dig into this episode. So why did I title it Cadillac? Well, because today I want to talk about your ideal self versus your real self. And your ideal self is who you want to be, who you present yourself to be in the face of others. You know, um, Like when we're dating, when we're first dating somebody, we all wear a mask. We're on our best behavior. The mask is a smiling, kind, love me type of mask, right? We don't show our deeper, darker side. We don't let the shadow come out and play. We are on our very best behavior. When we're at work, we're on our best behavior. Um, We're being a version of ourselves, the ideal self that we have to project into our workplace in order to fit in and get the job done and look good in everybody's eyes, right? And it's kind of an ego thing as well. So the ego self is kind of tied to the ideal self and the real self. And the ego self is in the middle, kind of like DBT wise mind. We have, you know, the emotional, the logical and the wise. It's the same with our persona. So we have the ego self, the real self, and the ideal self. Maybe as a child you said you would grow up to be a rock star, or you said you would grow up to be a famous actress or actor, or maybe maybe you wanted to be the chief of police in your town. Everybody had big dreams as a child, and that, that was their ideal self that they were projecting out into the world. Then there is your real self. And your real self is who you really are. So 
You might think you're a rock star, but are you really? No. <laughs> you, you may dream of being the chief of police, but if you haven't taken the steps to get to that point, then the real you might be the guy who bags groceries at Rayleigh's, you know? So the, the, and also the bigger the gap between the real self and the ideal self, the more you're going to experience anxiety, the more you're going to experience depression, anger issues, because there's that incongruence between who you are and who you want to be. So let me give you a little bit of history on this concept, okay? Carl Rogers, he's one of the fathers of psychology, and Abraham Maslow is another. Um, they agreed with the main assumptions of the hierarchy of needs. Um, you know, and I can, I can tell you a little more about that in a moment. You may have heard about it before. Um, but once you meet the, the top level of self-actualization, that's where you grow. And in order to grow, you need an environment that provides you with genuineness, openness, self-disclosure, acceptance, being seen with unconditional positive regard and empathy, being listened to and understood, having people be able to put themselves in your shoes. In an environment like that, you're able to grow and reach self-actualization, which is becoming and stepping into your ideal self. So your real self and your ideal self merge and the ego self calms down and embraces the real you now instead of having to have your ego stroked all the time because you're not the real you, if that makes sense. So Carl Rogers rejected the nature of both psychoanalysis and behaviorism as and maintain that we behave as we do because of the way we perceive our situation as no one else can know how we perceive we are the best expert on ourselves so kind of gives you an idea and then the fully functioning person the one who is their real self and they're in an environment that allows them to grow into their real selves. These people will have these types of traits. They're open to experience. Both positive and negative emotions are accepted. Negative feelings are not denied, but they are worked through. Um, existential living. They're in touch with different experiences as they occur. They avoid prejudgment. Remember, we shouldn't judge good or bad. We should just accept as is, right? Um, they're able to live and fully appreciate the present. They're not always looking at the past, and they're not always freaking out about the future. They, they are able to have trust. They feel they have instincts and gut reactions, and they pay attention to them, and they trust them. They trust their own decisions as the right decision, and it's important that we trust ourselves to make the right choices. So you're not always second guessing yourself. Your creativity just explodes when you're self-actualized and fully functioning. Creative thinking, 
and risk-taking are features of a person's life. A person does not play safe all the time. So you'll take chances, you'll seek new experiences, and you feel fulfilled in your life. You're happy and you're satisfied and you're always looking for new challenges and other experiences. So those are just a few examples of what kind of traits you develop when you get to be your real self. So your ideal self, that's who you want to be. And maybe your ideal self is kind, honest, loving, trustworthy, respectable. But does your real self really exhibit all of those traits? When you're in an environment where you can express the traits, you get to thrive, right? You get to really be your real self. You make choices here and there that allow you to become your ideal self as well. And here's an example of that. Okay? So you may see your real self as kind, honest, loving, and trusting and respectable, right? But when you're faced with somebody who's rude to you, are you exhibiting the traits of your real self? If you flip out, drop to their level, and argue back and demand an apology or maybe you're able to cut them with your words and hurt them back you know like in a debate um, if this is your MO then you're not working to be your ideal self and another another example is you may be telling somebody hey I've changed I'm a better person now I won't hurt you again but if you're not exhibiting the behaviors of those changes then it's just empty words as in if I tell you I'm a Cadillac <laughs> you are likely not going to believe that unless you sit down on the leather seats and smell them you take a cruise and feel the wind in your hair and you listen to the engine purr you have all of the backup supporting the claim hey I'm a Cadillac but what if a Pinto a broken down Pinto from years back shows up and says I'm a Cadillac are you going to believe it or are you going to believe your sight your hearing your feeling your intuition your touch you will believe your senses so it's important to understand that Anybody can say, I love you, I've changed. Anybody can say anything they want to you. But it's not true if the actions don't back it up. It's not genuine, and it's not coming from their, their real self. It's coming from their ideal self. And then your ideal self. Your ideal self. Let's move on to the next segment of this. So if you've ever been through trauma, and most of us have, some far worse than others, but trauma will put you into a defensive state. Maybe you know somebody who's been through some sort of a trauma, um, and whether they admit it or not, if somebody is constantly defensive, they've experienced some form of trauma. 
And when I say trauma, I'm not only talking about a soldier who went to Afghanistan and saw horrible things. I'm talking somebody whose mom committed suicide, somebody whose father never approved of him. Um, there are a million different ways that we can experience trauma. We can experience it by proxy as well. So maybe you never experienced trauma directly, but you heard somebody else's story and it traumatized you. So I'm sorry if you can hear that airplane flying by. I'm sitting outside and it was so peaceful just a minute ago. <laughs> okay, so trauma will put you into a defensive state and your alter self will spring forth to help you out. So you've seen, you, you've probably all seen the movie Split. Now that's a very extreme example, but we all have that within us, right? We have layers like an onion, like Shrek would say. <laughs> um, we have the calm self, we have the angry self, we have the defensive self. There are different pieces of our personality that make us up as a whole. Um, of course, they don't have different names and IQs and vision and all that. We, you're all still the same person. It's just different pieces of you, right? So your shadow self will jump forward and say, oh, let me take over. We, we don't want to get hurt again. So when your shadow self takes over, that's when the nastiness comes out. That's when the anxiety flares. That's when the depression takes over and the negative thoughts just eat you alive. And you may think you're a loving and patient person, but imagine if you've been through trauma and your shadow altar is running the show, you might run into some road rage, which is your shadow's self, or it's the opposite of your ideal self, because your ideal self in a road rage situation, somebody might pass you and you might get mad and then you might just say, well, oh well, let them pass. I don't care. And move on. But if, you're, if your shadow self is in the driver's seat, you're going to flip them off. You're going to cuss them out, call them idiots, get really upset. So we want to make sure if there's trauma in our lives that we process that and we get our closure. And I, I will do some segments on specifically that in the future. Um, but trauma can really get you stuck to where your shadow altar takes over and it makes it difficult to become that Cadillac that you want to be. The larger the gap, I have to repeat this again, the larger the gap between the real self and the ideal self, the greater the anxiety, depression, and dysfunction, and it will leave you stagnant. You'll be stuck, like in quicksand. So... It's important to narrow that gap. So it's the, the important part is to feed your future. And that, that's how you narrow the gap. So every day, no matter how difficult it is, you have to consciously decide to present your real self to the world. If somebody's yelling at you and you normally yell back, but you see yourself as a kind, compassionate, empathic, 
and patient healing spirit. Somebody yells at you. Give them some empathy. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're in pain. Maybe they're afraid. And validate them. We've been through the validation lessons. Validate those people. I know in the moment it would feel better to throat punch them. But is that really who you are? Is that your ideal self? Are you a violent jerk who hits people who are hurting? No, right? You're not that way. So somebody's angry. They're coming at you. They're screaming. They're yelling. They're being irrational. Say, hey, I can see that you're very, very pissed off right now. And I can't imagine how you're feeling, but I can tell that you're really pissed off. Do you want to talk? And let them vent. Let them talk to you. Let them get it out. Help them to de-escalate. That's what a healer would do. That's what an empath would do. A healer or an empath wouldn't say, hey, fuck you, buddy. Don't get in my face like that. No. An empath and a healer would show love and compassion. If you were going to help a dog who hurt his paw, and you know when a dog is hurt, they're scared and they tend to bite. If, if you're trying to help that dog with his paw and he bites you, are you going to shoot the dog? Or are you going to say, hey, he's in pain and he's scared. That's why he did that. It's no different with people. We're also kind of an animal ourselves. We're, we're like a bunch of hairless monkey mammals running around. <laughs> and when we get hurt, we bite. When we get hurt, we bark. It's not that different. So show each other more kindness. Show other people love and healing and empathy. Just as you would want it shown to you. It's really easy to be your ideal self when you're around people who foster that in you. Who bring out the best in you. People who truly listen People who respect you and and they they help you to feel comfortable in your own skin. And when you're around people like that, you can go meet somebody for a coffee date or um, talk to somebody on the phone. And afterwards, you feel a little energized and uplifted. You feel good. You feel really good about yourself. You feel good in your own skin. The opposite of that is a toxic person who would make you feel drained, tired, useless. The list goes on and on. And those people will keep you stuck in the distance, far away from your real self and your ideal self. So you would have a massive distance between the two, continuing the dysfunction. So if you have toxic people in your life who continue to make you look and feel like a pinto and you want to be a Cadillac. You really have to weed your garden and get rid of those people because they're not benefiting you in any way and you're not benefiting them other than making them feel big for a moment but when they lay their head down at night they're not happy. Trust me. So we all have the shadow inside of us. It's unavoidable. We all have that mean, fire-breathing, defensive, <laughs> demonic little slayer there. And um, there's the ideal self, which is the contrast of that. 
which is the angel, the healer, the lovable, loyal, intelligent, helpful soul. So keep that in mind. We have light and dark. We all do. We all have that inside of us. But most of us do not have the ideal self of, I want to be the most evil person on the planet. <laughs> most of us, because of that hierarchy of needs, we have to have our safety and our food and our shelter. We have to have a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging. We are social creatures. We have to have people to love and be loved by in our lives. And we have to we have to have all of these things to climb to the top of that the top of that pyramid that's the hierarchy of needs to get to that self-actualization and be our real genuine selves. The ideal self. So here are some tips to help you get to that point. Be honest. Do you lie to yourself and others? Do you give things only with the hope of getting something in return? Do you complain all the time rather than taking action and creating goals? Are you a gossiper? Do you like to gossip about people? Do you cheat on others? Do you cheat on tests? Do you beat the system any way you can? Do you look down on other people and pass judgment? Do you pretend to be what other people want you to be rather than being the genuine version of yourself? If you answered yes to any of these, I want you to write down a few examples. And you don't have to share this with anybody. That could certainly be embarrassing to share your shadow self with people. Um, it never does look good. But you need to find a way to reframe those things. I, I knew somebody who used to be kind of a pathological liar and she did it because of trauma and survival mode, you know, staying in survival mode for a long time. She lied. She would be whoever people wanted her to be just to survive. And one day she said, I'm so sick of this. I don't even know who I am anymore. I've told so many stories, I've gone along with so many different schemes and things with people that I didn't agree with, and now it's time that I get to be my own girl. So as hard as it was, and through lots and lots of therapy, she stopped lying all the time, and it felt pretty good. But she went to the extreme, to the point where she told on herself she became so honest, and maybe that's not such a bad thing. But you have to turn it around. And it's never too late to turn it around. It's never too late to do the right thing. It's never too late to gain some integrity and become the Cadillac that you want to be. And now a quick word from a sponsor. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So to summarize, the ideal self is the best version of ourselves, being the best version of ourselves that we can be. The real self is the person who's weighed down with trauma and stress and maybe a bad environment at work or at home or within their group. So it's important to bridge that gap and process that trauma and also understand when others are nasty towards you like a sputtering, backfiring pinto, (laughs) and you want them to be a Cadillac, maybe they have a, a very large gap between their real self and their ideal self, and maybe they're wallowing in shame and anger and resentment, and they haven't found that way to lift themselves up and make some goals and start making changes. And maybe you might be that one person who could believe in in them. You could show them some kindness and try to help lift them up and always be lifting yourself up as well. So if somebody is stuck in that rut, you can offer to lift them up, show them love, show them kindness, but by all means, do not become a doormat. Do not let them continue their behavior and just say, well, you know, they're, they're trying to be a Cadillac and it's hard for them. And his, his parents were eaten by a bear. So, you know, he's, he, it's okay if he trashes the hotel room every time we go on vacation because he can't help it. No, you, you come to a point in life, we've all been through some sort of trauma, some way worse than others. But no matter how bad it was, no matter how horrifying your trauma was it made you stronger whether you believe that or not it's true it made you stronger and it changed you for a reason and that reason may be that you will be the soul who lifts another soul in need going through the same situation who does not have the strength to do what you've done and it it could also be that It was a learning experience for you. And I know that that might sound a little weird, but we have to be able to look at the positive side of trauma too. Not that we wish it on anybody, not that we're grateful that we went through it. It was, you know, nobody wants to go through trauma. That's horrible. But to be able to look at how it caused you to grow as a person, how did it change you? Are you the person who steps up and takes care of business now where you used to be kind of mousy? Are you the kind of person who sets firm boundaries and does not give in because of the trauma, because you used to be the person who went along with anything? It changes you in a good way. So you don't have the license to go around treating people like shit because you've been through a trauma. You do not have a license to sit around and use that trauma as crutches to pretend you're crippled and helpless. You need to throw the crutches down, get up off your ass, 
and create the life that you want. Go out there and become a Cadillac. Don't sit around and dream and hope for it. Get up and do it. And if other people on their journey to becoming the Cadillac, if their behavior is not changing, if you see that they're not trying to progress, if you have tried to lift them up and you've offered to help and you've given your all, that's all you can do. There's nothing more you can do. They have to want to help themselves. They have to want to use the tools themselves. So you can help others and you can say, well, they may have been through a trauma, you know, and all that. Be, be nice, be loving, but don't be a doormat. Give a little, try to lift them up. If they refuse, don't let them tear you down. So I hope today's podcast was helpful for you. If it was, please favorite my podcast or subscribe and share with your friends. And um, if anybody wants to support the channel, it is completely free. But if you want to support and donate, that's always appreciated too. Even if it's just a dollar, that's wonderful. If you don't want to, that's wonderful too. I'm happy that you're here listening. And I appreciate you. And you are worth it. So go out there today and become a gorgeous purring Cadillac. Take those steps every day towards becoming your ideal self. Until next time, have a wonderful week.